Bueller. Are you better off than you were four years ago? I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Shall we play Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Come back with me to the 1980s and the roller coaster ride that was my high school experience. I lived a John Hughes life, and some of the celebrity vocal talent I've assembled to take you on this journey helped to give us all that 80s good time vibe. The names have been changed to protect the not so innocent. senior class play is coming up a week from next Friday. Well, I'd wonder if you'd like to go with me. Well, thanks, Jeff, but you know I'm going steady, don't you? Hal and I. Besides, what's happened between you and Marie? Between me and Marie? What? I... Jeff, Marie is my friend. Besides, everybody knows you two are going steady. Don't try to pretend. Going steady? Me? We had to come up with another way to launder the party money. One morning in Ricka's office, Mrs. Metzger revealed it to her boss. She revealed that the Soccer Mothers Club wanted to donate $1,000 to the class of 1985. She put that counted stack of bills in front of Ricka, and he stared back at it in disbelief. Meanwhile, at Uncle Moe's house, Mick, Steve, and five other guys painted his entire home while Moe sat in a lawn chair with a cooler beholding the beauty of free labor. He lit a fat cigar, smiling like a crime boss as he watched these guys paint his house for free. Tunisia, here I come. I asked Mr. H if I could stay late one night after the theater closed to give Reagan a private screening of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It was an opportunity to show me assistant manager things like threading the projector and running the projection booth. I was being ambitious. Mr. H came downstairs on his way out for the night. He handed me his keys. Listen, do not fuck this up. I'm giving you my manager keys. Don't lose them between your legs, got it? He pulled me aside, away from Reagan, as she looked at all the movie posters and standees. Can I see you for a second? Your name has been tossed around to be an assistant manager. Consider this a dress rehearsal not an undressed rehearsal. Make sure the film is rewound when you're done. After he left, I showed Reagan the 50-gallon trash bags filled with popcorn that was popped for the following day. It was the summer of 1984, and we got hit with Gremlins, Ghostbusters, Temple of Doom, Karate Kid, and Star Trek III. But that night, it was all about Reagan. You put it in garbage bags? She helped herself to popcorn, and I grabbed the cups for soda. Thank God Calvin wasn't waiting on her. Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite. Orange? Right after that, I took her upstairs to show her the projection booth and where all the magic happened. Giant projectors with the big film reels and lenses all pointing to square plexiglass-covered portholes in the walls. Place the film on the feed arm and pull off about four feet of film. The film should be heads out and should feed clockwise from the reel. To check the correctness of the wind, fold the film over your hand. If you can read the title as it should appear on the screen, the film is properly wound. I showed her my skills threading the film before her eyes. 
Mr. H showed me how to do it all about 10 times before letting me practice on my own for an hour. I couldn't screw it up in front of her for obvious reasons, but if I threaded the film wrong through the machine, the teeth on the gears that pulled the film through the machine would shred it like spaghetti. Turn the rewind lever to the operate position and open the picture gate. Hold the film about four feet from the end and press down on the sprocket shoe. Slide the film under the feed sprocket. Make sure that the sprocket teeth engage the sprocket holes. I threaded Temple of Doom to the three-tiered platter tower next to the projector. The film would leave one of those giant platters, run through the projector, and rewind itself on another. Movie magic. And it got her hot for me. The movie started. I'd already seen it a few weeks earlier, but I didn't care. I was a Spielberg junkie, and I loved Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was with her in this giant 250-seat theater. Just the two of us. We had all night. I was going to go past my junior license, and I didn't care. I mean, we haven't even talked about going steady. We just... You just sort of go steady. Perhaps that's the best way to go about it. As long as you don't make any commitments, as long as you don't expect too much of each other. That's funny, Dad. I had expected you to be mad when I told you. We were making out, but I really did want her to see the movie. I interrupted a hot makeout session to tell her, You look like her, Willie Scott. She loved that compliment. She snuggled closer into me and said, Really? As the movie went on, we got hotter and heavier. Clothing was opening up as we undressed each other in those seats. I've got something for you. There is nothing you have that I could possibly want. Right. You remember that scene where Indiana Jones comes to Kate Capshaw's door with the apple and she's starving because she fainted over the monkey brain buffet earlier? They were doing this sexual cat and mouse back and forth. We hit the floor, writhing in the aisle on this really rough carpeting stained with soda, candy, popcorn butter, and God knows what else. You're a very nice man. Maybe you could be my palace slave. Her shirt came off and I went for the bra. Wear your jewels to bed, princess? Yeah, and nothing else. Her bra popped and slid off her shoulders. The light of the giant screen lit her up perfectly. Nothing shocks me. I'm a scientist. She slid my pants down, leaving us both topless and only in our underwear. So as a scientist, you do a lot of research? Always. And what sort of research would you do on me? My hands ran all over her. Nocturnal activities. You mean what kind of cream I like to put on my face at night? What position I like to sleep in? Mating customs. Love rituals? Primitive sexual practices. Our clothes were in a pile near us on the floor. My safari jacket, my newly renamed Indiana Jones jacket, was on the bottom. I made my move, lying her back on the carpeted aisle and moving over her. I forgot that all this foreplay took us well past one in the morning, right around the time the cleaning lady came to do her thing. She would arrive in a van filled with mops, buckets, and cleaning supplies. She sported a Sony Walkman that played these self-help tapes she swore by. Mr. H knew her and laughed over her listening to those tapes. He forgot to remind me she would be coming chewing bubblegum 
sporting a cigarette out of the corner of her mouth and rolling her bucket and mop. If you know exactly what you want to be, you need to spend as much time with people that are actually that already. She opened up the back theater doors and we never heard her. She must have thought at first that someone left the projector play. I was about to lose my virginity. My ass was facing back toward the doors, my head toward the screen. I was over Reagan and could see her face and dreamy eyes looking up at me. She nodded. It is okay to go to the next step. I love you. You need to understand that when you walk into a movie theater, it's both bright and dark at the same time. Your eyes are adjusting from the outside light and she had turned on the lobby lights out there. So when she opened up our theater, her eyes went right to the screen and she couldn't see the two naked teenagers on the aisle floor as that self-help tape droned in her ears. You cannot let a fear of failure or a fear of comparison or a fear of judgment stop you from doing what's going to make you great. Indiana Jones, this is one night you'll never forget. This is the night I slipped right through your fingers. She tripped right the hell over us. Her foot could have gone right into my ass. I could have been your greatest adventure. Holy shit. Just as all hell broke loose on the screen, all hell broke loose in the theater. The cleaning lady screamed. Reagan screamed. I almost screamed. And both of us ran for our clothes, dashing for cover between the seat rows. The cleaning lady rolled over on the floor, sitting up and looking for us. What the hell is this? I tried to get Reagan's jeans over my boner before I realized they were hers. They're my jeans. I fell backwards onto the floor, stripping the pants off to throw to her. I popped up out of the row, finding the cleaning lady as the movie continued to play in the background. Get dressed and get out. I got theaters to clean. We got dressed, all crouched down behind the seats, got up and got the hell out of there. We'd have to catch the movie another time. I was terrified I blew my chance at assistant manager. The summer kicked in full gear after that. The soundtrack to my summer of 1984 was Def Leppard, The Cars, Huey Lewis, Billy Idol, and more. I spent every spare moment with Reagan. However, we never finished what we started in the Temple of Doom. Not yet. It was a summer of work, Reagan, and a few fundraising parties to keep things going. You hear that? That was the sound of Ricka's creamed and buffed office shoes clacking down our hallway the first day back in the fall of 1984. Hines welcomed us back as seniors in the annual first day auditorium speech. After that class meeting, Ricka found the class I was in, showing up in the doorway, knocking in a fake polite way. Chris Michaels, please. I stood up. I could see from across the room the guy was super pissed. He was holding himself back from charging into the room and, and either dive tackling me or dragging me by the hair out of there. He closed the door hard behind me, producing a white letter envelope. I could see the return address and it was sent to the school to my attention. You wrote the White House on behalf of this school? You do not represent Westview High School, Chris. What makes you think the White House would let you have your prom there? Jesus! The letter was on official White House stationery, and it said, September 5th, 1984. Dear Mr. Michaels, on behalf of the President, I would like to acknowledge your request to have your prom held at the White House. 
I am sorry to say it will not be possible to schedule such an event at the White House. Sincerely, Gal L. Hodges, White House Social Secretary. After he was done reading and reminding me again to never speak on behalf of the school, he told me he was calling a senior officer meeting that afternoon, and I had better be there to answer some serious questions. When you took office last year, the class of 1985 had just over $1,300 to its name. And here we are, a month into your junior year, you've got just about 6000 Amazing. The four of us sat there. Becca read a beauty magazine. Jan's legs trembled. She was nervous as hell and it showed. She was the one who brought most of the money to Mrs. Metzger. I want to know why other activity clubs are donating money to your class. I want to know why you're selling so much stuff. We've had great candy sales. You get your candy donated as well. That's quite the profit margin. It's illegal to donate candy and money for a good cause? I mean, how does Live Aid work? The numbers don't lie, but you do. Know what else I'm hearing? You're selling drugs, throwing underage beer parties for fundraisers. I hear you're making porn with that movie camera of yours. It doesn't have sound. Your parents must be proud. Yashiro, you're on track to be salutatorian. You're a drum major in our prestigious marching band, National Honor Society. Can you do something that your president can't and tell me the truth? All eyes went to Yosh. He cleared his throat and he replied, Well, Mr. Ricca, candy sales... Don't give me candy sales! Get out! I'm telling all of you, but Michaels, you're going to screw up, and when you do, I'll be there, and I'll catch you. But not today. He threw papers off his desk and any other shit that would go with it. I thought he was going to keel over right there at his desk. The four of us met down the hallway. We had a brief, scared laugh over Ricka's meltdown. However, it was Yosh who said we might want to think about laying low for a little bit until the heat and Ricka cooled off. We didn't have time. We had to choose a venue in just weeks. We had deposits to put down. Reagan stopped by my locker at the end of that day. She was always so happy to see me, and she kissed me within seconds of finding me. Hey, I wanted to see you before the buses rolled. Seeing you tonight after work? Yep, uh, I'm thinking about 10.30 or so. Whatever, as long as I'm with you. Want to drive me home? I hate Friday bus. Ooh, I can't. I'm... Uh, taking some pics in Monzo's room. And he's letting me have it while they're in this faculty meeting. When are you going to take some pics of me? I'll model for you. I'll see you tonight. Now what I failed to tell her was that I had an appointment to take some pics of Kiri and her friend Debbie. They were cheerleaders joined at the hip. They wanted some pics done and Kiri liked my photos that Monzo hung up in the display cabinet outside his classroom. So while Monzo suffered through some after-school faculty meeting, he gave me free use of his photography classroom. Kiri and Debbie posed in front of this gray, neutral backdrop. Don't you have to get to work? I don't have to be at the theater until 5.30. We have time. Lots of shots of Kiri with pouty lips, sultry eyes, sexy poses with her and Debbie. They did a very racy embrace, looking like they were in heat for each other. And that's when Monzo walked into the room with his coffee paused, looked at this site, and turned on his heels and walked right the hell out of there, yelling as he left, Michaels, be done by the time I'm out of this meeting. Peace. Baby, Carrie was thinking, 
You should come to the chalet tomorrow night. What do you think? Are you serious? She walked right up to me, only an inch away. She was a close talker, and that was fine by me. Everyone wants you there. You're the president. Everyone could, could just come too? She nodded, smiling so wide, her beautiful eyes closed up. I felt the sky split and heard the angels sing. God smiled on me that day, my friends. And there were more pics, more poses, and then both Kiri and Debbie lifted their shirts and I took my first bare breast shots. Which is exactly when Monzo thought it was safe to come back in. He took one look, turned and walked right back out again. He'd given up. Home, parents, and personality all help boys and girls to be popular.